Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the In Control Family Foundation's Safe Driving Podcast. And today I have with me Jeremy Randall. Hello, Jeremy. Hello. And Jeremy is our Director of Operations here at In Control. Today we are going to talk about parking. And the recommendation from the parent guide that we're using is to find a parking lot. Pretty easy to find a parking lot with perpendicular parking spaces. A little more challenging in some places to find angled parking. But I'm going to be honest with you, before we kind of roll into this, uh, neither Jeremy nor I are particular fans of angled parking. And as much as we're going to attempt to tell you how to do it safely, we would discourage parking in angled parking spaces uh, especially where you have to pull in forward, which is probably 99.9% of them for that reason. Dan, you know, I would say if you have street angled parking where you're going to pull in forward and then when you have to back out, you're backing against the flow of traffic, that's something I avoid at all costs. I often will not even shop at a store where, where that's the way I have to park or I'll just find a completely other way to park. So I would avoid that one whenever you can and I would definitely avoid it for you new driver as a, as a practice place. If you're in a uh, a fairly wide parking lot that has angled parking, okay, you might get forced to park in these areas from time to time. And so it is good to know how to do it, but I would still try to avoid it or use a lot of extra caution in a situation like this. As far as practicing with your teen, hopefully there's nobody else in this parking lot or this is not a busy shopping area that you're going to be practicing in because you really don't want to be backing against the flow of traffic, especially for a new driver in a situation like this. But if we do need to do it, and it's part of our test, and, and certain places in the country have a lot more of this angled parking, let's just go through the basic setup of how you would actually get into that space. And it isn't overly complicated. It's certainly one of the easier, from a physical standpoint, getting into the space, an easier way to park than, than many others. As you're driving down the uh, through the parking lot, and you see that open space, you identify it, okay, this is where I'm going to be parking. We want to make sure we use our turn signal as early in this process as we can. We want to make it very obvious to the cars that might be in front of us, behind us, exactly what we plan to do. And one of the advantages of angled parking spaces is you don't have to, for any reason, swing the car out to the left to make a turn back to the right and pull in the space. A lot of people will end up doing that with perpendicular parking. It's completely unnecessary, and and I'd recommend you don't do it at all with the angled spaces. Okay, so we're pulling up to the space that we're getting into. Our turn signal's on to, to the right. And we've got kind of two different reference points we can look at to determine at what point we would start turning. You can look at when your passenger mirror gets halfway through the space that's be, one before the space that you're pulling into. I know it's a little bit complicated. Sounds, sounds hard. A little easier when you're actually physically doing it. Or you can look at when your front bumper basically reaches the beginning of the parking space. Now, these are references, okay? Every car is a little bit different, and so don't just turn the wheel all the way and just, you know, oh, he said it's going to work. There's going to be a little bit of kind of playing around with it, but that's just a good place to start. So our reference point, the nose of our car is reaching the parking space. We're going to turn the wheel all the way to the right to get into that parking space. And then as we start making that turn, we're going to adjust the wheel as we look to the center of the space, and we try to line ourselves up between the two lines or between the two cars potentially, we're going to be unwinding the wheel. And then we're using our skill from skill three, how close are you, to determine when we can stop as far as how far we are into the space. Now that's how to get into that parking space. And the guide here sort of looks at that step first. Okay, we're in the parking space, and it's going to look at getting out of those spaces a little bit later. So I wanted to make sure that we touched on perpendicular parking as well. 
Now, Dan and I both have some pretty strong opinions on whether we should just nose into a perpendicular parking space overall. At InControl, we always recommend that we try to avoid backing up whenever possible. And anytime we, we nose ourselves into spaces, we're going to have to eventually back out of them. So if you can talk to your teen about trying to find pull-through spaces, right? No backing up required there. You can pull through the space. Then when you go to leave, you're going to be able to, to nose out of the space then have, rather than having to back out. I want to make sure I give a couple tips for the, the timing of getting into one of these spaces as well. If we do have to nose into a space and, and back out later, maybe there's a curb or an island in front of you, or maybe there's just no other place to park in this parking lot, no pull-through spaces available, the reference points you're going to use are actually very, very similar to the angled space. But we do encourage you to use your turn signal early, and you might have to be a little bit more in the middle of the park, uh, parking lane, the, the parking lot that you're going into. Because when you make this turn, you have to have enough space to be able to avoid the bumper of the car that you're parking next to. And, and if you're going to use an empty parking lot, make sure you put some cones or something down a foot or two off from either of the parking lines you're trying to get into and just make sure that your new driver's not clipping those every single time because that would represent the back or front bumper of the car that's next to you. But the reference points are similar. The passenger mirror gets the center of the, uh, of the spot that you're in front of that is in front of the space that you're getting into or your front bumper reaches that parking space. You can then start turning in. Here, you're definitely going to have to crank that wheel all the way as far as it'll go to get into that space. You want to have your eyes up and towards the center of the parking space and use uh, a slow speed and slowly pull in that space and unwind the wheel as you go, all right, to make sure you're getting yourself centered right in that space. Now, ideally, if this parking space did exist, we wouldn't be nosing in like this. Agreed. I, I think first thing I would say is if you can nose through a space and then just go into the next space over so that you're effectively able to drive forward to leave, you avoid backing up altogether and you don't even have to back into the space. But if you use the graphic that they're showing here and, and assume that you really only have one space to pull into, you can't drive through it, I would be much happier if my new driver, if existing drivers, if my grandparents, everybody I knew would just back into their space rather than pull forward into it. It would solve so many problems when they go to leave. When you look at the whole process of pulling, nosing into a space and having to back out versus backing into a space and getting to nose out, the backing into the space is actually significantly easier anyway. And so let me go through some of the steps I, I would want you to have and the references there to back into the space. So sure, have your student, your young driver, practice pulling, nosing into a space, but talk about how when you do have to back out, now your vision is really limited right? You're, you're going into an unknown place out into the middle of that parking lot in a lot of situations, and there's a lot of risk there. The first big advantage of backing into a parking space is you actually end up pulling up along next to it before you back into it, and you get to see that nothing, nothing's there, and it's a very controlled environment right there. What you're going to do is stop when the same passenger mirror has, uh, the same passenger mirror has reached the center of the parking space that you plan on parking into. Stop your car there, Right? Make sure your turn signal is on still to that right. But what you're actually going to do at this point is turn the wheel all the way to the left and use the space that you have in that parking lot to get yourself as lined up to back into the space as you possibly can. So you're, you go ahead and stop with your passenger mirror at the center of the parking space with your turn signal on to the right. 
you check your surroundings because you are turning into oncoming traffic, at least in the parking lot here. You turn the wheel all the way to the left and use as much space as you can, as much of the distance you have, and as much of the steering input is all done in the forward gear, which is actually a really good thing. And then you're going to utilize the mirrors on both sides and that skill four backing up to slide yourself right into that parking space. If you have a backup camera, this is what it's good at, determining when to stop when you get in that space. But as far as knowing what's on either side of you and sending yourself in the space, really make sure you utilize your mirrors for that. Okay, and you can look over your shoulder as well, but don't limit yourself to any one of those. And if it is going to be just one of them, it should be your mirrors. Now, remember, this is a little bit different from what might be on your test. Depending on where you are in the country, they might want you to look over your shoulder. That's okay. Do it for your test. But then in the real world, when you have to live, you know, and and drive in these parking lots and you want to be as safe as you can, utilize the mirrors to determine what's on either side of you and getting yourself lined up. Use your backup camera if you got one, okay, to determine when to stop and reverse. And if you don't have a backup camera, that's when it's okay to look over your shoulder and and try to get as high as you can to actually see that trunk lid back there and make sure you don't hit it. And always err on the side of caution and stop early. But to get back to the actual references and skill you're using, center uh, the passenger mirror, center the parking space, turn as far as you can to the left, get yourself as lined up as you can, utilize your mirrors on the other side, on either side of the vehicle, right? Uh, To start, you're going to be seeing a reference in your passenger mirror that's where your eyes should go first to get yourself lined up and then check on the other side as well and slowly back yourself into that parking space now it doesn't sound easier does it once you get good at it and your young driver practices this a number of times it becomes second nature it's significantly easier in the long run because now you get back to your vehicle right you're shopping or you're at the mall or you're wherever they're at school they get back to their car when they get in the car is going to be going forward the direction it's designed to go in, the visibility is significantly better, the controls are significantly better, everything is set to go in that way, and now they can see that really difficult space when you back out, right, what's actually going on in that parking lot. I think high school parking lots are a great example of this, how many times people back into each other. If you back in early on when you first get there, and then you're excited to leave school, and you can nose out, it's a much better option for you. A lot of drivers in general don't back into their spots. So I'm right now speaking to someone who may be rolling their eyes as we explain to them the benefit of doing this. But once you do it regularly, you will be very thankful that you've adopted this habit. I hear that from a variety of different people who graduate our program. I hear it from my neighbors because at some point or another, they're always asking me, why do you always back in? to the driveway? Why do you back into the garage? And I explain to them the benefits of it. And eventually they they give in and they try it. And most of them do the same thing now, which is nice. So I think you need to recognize that. And then I would also go a step further and say, when you're in a busy parking lot and you're about to back into that spot, oftentimes there are people looking at you like you have six heads. And so if it's a super busy parking lot and you're not practiced at this, it could be a little bit more stressful. So that's why we really want you to do it all the time. If you regularly do this, even in a place where you know, oh, there's no one ever driving and this is my work parking lot. I'm the only person who drives into this office. I'm just going to pull straight forward. You know what? Do yourself the favor, back into the spot. You'll get the extra practice. And that time when you go to the mall during the holidays shopping season, you won't be as stressed because people who are looking for the spot and would love to take it from you are wondering what you're doing when you back up. But there's under all circumstances, backing into that spot is going to be so much easier to go to leave. 
I don't want to leave us hanging though with with exiting those spaces if we do have to nose in. You know, it's not overly complicated. I just want to make sure that with your new driver, you you do take these steps though. The first thing we're going to do, obviously, you know, so let's say we we got out of our vehicle, we looked around at it, we're getting back in, we get our seatbelt back on, we look around us again, and with our foot on the brake, we're going to put that vehicle in reverse early in the process. I know a lot of people, you know, have the thought, well, you should really just, you know, you should just do it right before you go in reverse. So you don't accidentally back into anything. Well, there's a different reason we're going to put it in reverse right away. We want to understand that that means the reverse lights come on and it becomes, again, it's a symbol to anybody else that's around that we're about to back up. So don't walk behind me. Don't continue down the road here. You just want to make it very obvious. We're going to make sure we turn around and look out of all of our windows and our back window and we look in our mirrors. We want to make sure there's nothing behind us. It is certainly dangerous to go in reverse. We want to be as sure as we can anyway that we can see as much as we can. We're going to end up backing up straight to begin with. We're going to go nice and slow because we don't know what's coming on this road. Even when you're practicing in an open parking lot, just go nice and slow still. There no, should be no emphasis on speed. Let's get the timing and the amount of steering down first. And we want to make sure as we slowly go out, we, we continue to look for our vision and we start turning the wheel to, to get ourselves aimed in the direction we plan on going. And we want to make sure that we when we pull out, that we are going in the proper lane for that parking lot or... If it's angled parking on the street, we'd be aiming in the right direction. Now, you're going to continue backing up with the wheel turned until your front bumper is clear of the cars that are in front of you. Now, we always encourage you to limit the distance you go back, but this is an essential part of making sure that you don't clip anything on the way out of that space. All right, so you continue backing up. You turn the wheel. You make sure the front of the vehicle, the front bumper is clear of the other vehicles that you were parked around. And then when you put the vehicle in drive, you're going to be very gentle and very smooth with the accelerator, and you're making sure that you're steering away from the other vehicles that are there as well. Last thing I want to say with all of this is, this is about practice. This is another one of these things where we want to see you do it a couple dozen times on the first day you introduce it, and then work it into future rides together. You know, you're going to go places where parking needs to take place. Maybe you park more than once. Maybe you drive around the, the parking lot and park in a couple different spots Get that practice in as much as you possibly can. Just remember, when you're not in that passenger seat with them in the future, if they haven't been practicing this stuff, they're going to struggle. And, you know, there are a lot of crashes that take place in parking lots. There are a lot of pedestrians that get hit in parking lots. You want to be there to help them really perfect that skill and keep themselves and everybody else safe. And on that note, Jeremy, I want to thank you again for helping me out here today. I want to thank those of you who listened to us and invite you to come back and hear us again.